Welcome to Deviant Creators, my excuse to not have an episode of Deviant written. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week by another person who does entirely too much. You could say entirely too much. Nope, that's nothing. <laughs> that's not very good. That's not, no. Now, you don't have to call it out. Tell Veneers here. I will. I will. It is bad because you have such like a nice, like gentle voice that it still sounds sweet, even <laughs> though you're dragging me for filth. Uh, yes, hello. I am Tal. Greetings. So you do how I I can name three of your shows off the top of my head. So I like light hearts. What are they? Light hearts, side questing. Uh, and then sound design for seen and not heard. All right, that's that's not bad. I know there's more. <laughs> like I know there's more. Yeah. Um. I am also the showrunner for Someone Dies in This Elevator and What Will Be Here. I am. Oh wait, can I? There's no episodes out for that. Can I spoil something you can, about? You can spoil something for those who listen to this episode. Okay, I, I, I'm i kind of upset that I couldn't remember the name of the show I'm casting. I'm kind of upset with myself. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you got seen and not heard and not someone dies in this elevator. Well, it's because... Given that we are directly working on one of these together. <laughs> well, it's because... Uh, Caro, when, when they came on the show, was very, like... Tell's amazing. It sounds exactly like what I hear. So, like, it is now perma stuck in my head that you do uh, uh, seen and not heard. I listened to that that interview and I was bright red <laughs> the entire time. You're like, no, Carol's wonderful. I love right? them. All, all, every. I'm only bringing on cool people, which is why you're here. You're, you're really my first. Uh, I'm a cool person. Yes, you're my first audio drama friend. I, I realized because, like, like we were saying before we started recording, I was in like normal person podcasting space, and outside of the people that I knew through relativity, I, I didn't know anybody in the podcasting space. And then, of course, podcast movement evolutions came around and we formed. That was so fun. We, well, we formed what uh, my co-host on Fun Fiction, Meg Danger, likes to refer to as the Queer Kids Corner. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then within five minutes, we were the only people in that side of this entire rooftop bar. <laughs> yep because it was you uh ann baird from hug house was there someone else with us i can't remember um, chad chad popped in chad from station blue uh hit the bricks whoa i didn't uh, even... he stopped to buy wow. i totally forgot about chad being there yeah he was he was kind of in and out and all over the place it's probably because chad wasn't super cool and went to a bar with us after that oh yes chad did not go to the whiskey bar with us that is true which do you, you don't even drink whiskey. I'm just like, you're just a nice person to be like, let's go to this seedy, <laughs> weird downtown L.A. bar. Yeah, I think I think I got a cider at the uh, whiskey bar. Uh, I did not have any whiskey. It's not it's not super my jam, but I understand it is super your jam. 
Oh man, that poor bartender. Okay, we've got to talk about <laughs> we got to talk about audio drama. So, which where did yes, you? Yes, we do. Where did you start? Like how how many years in AD do you have? Ah, uh, I started in 2018. Um, it was right after I graduated college. I finally had free time. Yeah. Um, and I had been listening to a bunch of audio drama on my hour long commute to my job. And then I started kind of finding finding the shows on Twitter and following them and then like finding the creators and following them. And there was a moment where I was like, wait, hang on. I could I could do this. So I took a story I had been writing and I translated it into script format. And me and one other friend together, we <laughs> we wrote, um, voice acted all the characters did all the production and sound design, and then I even composed music for it. And we straight up, like, we built our website. We we uh, self-hosted. So, like, I was coding the RSS feed. Oh, my God. Um, no. Like, we, we, did, we did everything with the two of us um, because I didn't know any better. Okay. Um, I, I'm happy now that <laughs> I'm happy about season one of Deviant now that I know, like, my humble beginnings is similar to Tal's humble beginnings of... It's really just like three people and we do every voice you hear. Yeah, like I feel like that's got to be more common than people really think. Yeah. Um Oh, it's worse on my uh the wrestling audio drama JWF because that is just two people like the whole time. <laughs> and now that we're getting to like 30 plus characters 30 plus wrestlers on there we're having to just look at each other like we've got to start casting people i can only do so 30 many characters well also it's re- it, it's wrestling so like it's not like every single week they're gonna be coming out doing stuff it's just you know okay, okay. Yeah, yeah yeah so like i there are some characters that i'm like they never talk never give them interviews <laughs> <laughs> and then there are characters where I'm like, he talks like John Malkovich, and I know John Malkovich shouldn't be what a wrestler sounds like, but it is. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's bad. So, what was the uh, what was your first show? Uh, my first show. It's called Ungifts. Um, I'm really proud of it, but also like, I can also say it's bad. Like, I love <laughs> it, but it was my first time doing anything. Yeah, um, and like, comp- if you compare it to side questing, the difference is, quite frankly, staggering. Um, but even like the first episode of Ungifts and the tenth episode of Ungifts, in a in and of itself, are very different. Like, we had acquired better mics. We kind of knew what we were doing. The sound design is better, and so I think you can. That show is just like me figuring out how to how to audio drama <laughs> yeah that uh, that's how i was uh with deviant because i remember the first episode i actually uh i've got a friend in atlanta who is ironically also named scott moore and uh <laughs> he he sound designs for the blood crow stories i believe is what it's called so i sent it to him and because you know early in you want everything to sound as realistic as possible so for me i was like Okay, we're in a courtroom, so it's going to be this big, vast, open space. Echo on everything. Just make everything echo. And I said it, oh, no. it, it to Scott, and he was like, is this a courtroom or a bathroom? Because it does sound like they're in a bathroom. Mm, and I went, okay. They're different echoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
and also like you don't you don't have to be as over the top with that because i've i've listened to some audio dramas where they're just so over the top with some of their effects that i'm like i don't know like it took me a while to get into and we talked about this the other day the magnus archives which is uh now slowly becoming one of my favorite shows but it was hard to get into because the nature of the show is it's being recorded on it's the fiction is it's being recorded on a tape recorder so everything's a little bit blown out everyone's a little bit way too into the mic and everything's (laughs) like like you know how when you turn down the lows and the highs and it's it's got that speaker sound just that mid range Mm -hmm. that's all it is for the whole show and so i was like i don't know but luckily they they've gotten a lot better about taming it yeah, I haven't gotten into the Magnus Archives just because I heard it's scary, and it, it I is, can't do scary shows. It is and it isn't, because, like, for me, I'm good because I don't know, like, I, if, if there's not jump scares, I'm fine. I've got, like, PTSD when it comes to jump scares, but when it comes to just, oh, like... I hate jump scares. When it just comes to, like, a weird, creepy story, I'm like, I can get behind this, and none of them are, like, too chilling, like, they, they've only had a few times that really kind of shock me. Because, like, from everything I've seen, as it goes on, it becomes more of just this kind of otherworldly fiction with fun stuff going on. So I, I'm excited to get to that. Um, anyways, yes, but uh, what would... I, I keep thinking of you as, like, a sound designer, but I know you that is not your bread and butter because you came from such, like, a DIY upbringing that you're like i could do anything (laughs) i yeah i mean these days i think sound designing is one of the things i really really enjoy like i love doing it i can sit and do it for like hours without stopping or eating sometimes um i also really enjoy voice acting i don't think i'm that good at it but it's also very very fun and a way lower time commitment than sound design oh yeah like when i uh like for me i'm like oh man i've got to do voice acting that's a whole 10 minutes of my time i gotta take up right there (laughs) yeah uh and then writing i don't think i'm that good at writing it takes me forever to write anything um which is why i've really fallen into like like with Light Hearts, I don't do any of the writing for that show, but I do all of the sound design. And that's kind of how things get done. Because if I was doing any of the writing, it would take me like three months to do an episode because those episodes are like 30 minutes long. Yes, I love Light Hearts, which we, we talked about a little bit on Caro's episode as well. But I love Light Hearts. For me, when it comes to writing, it's just I'm very emotionally attached to my characters. And so, <laughs> so the anxiety is just so real. It's just so real just being like, I've got it. I've got to do this. I have to blow up a planet, I guess. Oh, this sucks. How could you? How could you? Oh, that is still my favorite thing you've ever told me was, why is this not on the fun, lighthearted audio dramas playlist you made? You blew up a planet, Scotty. <laughs> I mean, most of the show, very fun, generally pretty lighthearted, but you blew up a planet. <laughs> I can't put it on my list of fun, lighthearted, happy-go-lucky shows. When I have an entire episode afterwards dedicated to, like, 
the harsh reality of how to live without your dead loved ones around you anymore. But then they sing Dolly Parton. That should free everything up, right? It's the duality of man. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, as 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 Deviant went on, it became a whole lot more. I I think you kind of uh, without uh, without realizing it gave me permission to get darker because the minute you said oh, this, no! it, you said this is not a lighthearted comedy. I said, oh, it's not. I will prove you right then. <laughs> no, I made my list of lighthearted comedies because those are my favorite shows to listen to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sabotaging myself. <laughs> but yeah, like so what. What drew you to to sound design? Because, like, I know for me, the beginnings of it, like, picking lines of wh- which to go where is always arduous. But once I get into, I guess the best way I like to say is decorating the cake, that's when it gets really, really fun. Like, one of my favorite scenes uh, in at the end of Deviant, it was episode nine, where they are engaged in a space battle while uh shoot to thrill plays in the background and it's the most it it might be the most obnoxious thing i've done but it's the moment where it gets near the end of the song the shoot to thrill and you hear cassidy shoot the gun and you hear the like the ships blow up to the beat yes that was my edgar wright moment that was my full edgar wright moment it's very good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for for you like what what drew you to it? Um this is probably going to sound really weird, but it reminds me a lot of painting. Like I really love making things. I love building things. Like in my day job, I'm a mechanical engineer yeah. and I love the design aspect of that job. And like as far as hobbies wise, I still really like making things. So like painting or drawing and sound design is like the way you layer sounds. It's so similar to like the way you layer like paint on a canvas. And I love just like building the world, which is like what you do for sound design. Like I'm with you. I find dialogue editing very arduous. And whenever I have to do it, I'm like, just just let me finish so I can put sounds in. Let me do the fun um, stuff. Yeah. Like... When when I read, I don't imagine things visually. Like, I have no idea what characters look like in the books I read. Um, and, like, when, when I write, like, side questing, again, I don't have any, like, visual pictures of the scenery or the characters. Like, uh, yeah, but no. But I, like, very much have, like, an audio idea. Yeah, no, unless I, uh, unless I know the person voicing it. I it it takes me a lot to know what someone looks like. Like it, that's the problem. When I was a kid, I would read books that were inspired by movies, and the only reason I did that was because I was like, now I can mentally picture what they look like. Because without that, I had no clue. But yeah, no, I I see where you're coming from on the whole painting thing because that's kind of where I'm at as well with it. Because like I don't I don't have synesthesia technically but i do have like weird thoughts about certain things (laughs) so like um i remember someone was like why didn't you like the adventure zone amnesty and i was like well it was very brown and balance was very like (laughs) simple colors but very bright i feel you on that i couldn't get into amnesty either but balance is like 
one of my favorite just like stories ever. Yeah. And it's so colorful. And it's not that amnesty is bad, but yeah, balance is so colorful. Meanwhile, greens and browns is all that amnesty is. <laughs> like part of me thinks it's synest- synesthesia, but the other part of me is like, how much of it is influenced by the concept? Because like the concept of balance is very bright. It's all like every every arc has a different color to it. Even the main characters are like feel like red, green, and blue. Everything feels like very bright. Meanwhile, with Amnesty, because it takes place in like a forested area, that automatically it's brown makes brown and green. Brown and green is where I go to. Yeah. And it feels brown and green. It feels like woodsy and folksy and like, I've lost words to describe it. I'm just going to go with woodsy and folksy. There we go. Who needs a third option? West Virginian. West Virginian is the third word. (laughs) There we go. But, but yeah, I just, I just like building like worlds and scenes. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I definitely could see that with the way. With the attention you take to a lot of these things, because like for me, if a scene doesn't feel I'm very lazy when it comes to certain things, <laughs> whereas like I don't know, like the hangar bay on the uh, the WSM base is going to have this exact same background noise every single time. <laughs> the courtroom is going to have this. The deviant's going to have this in the background. Like, I don't have much variation, but it is. And I, I feel like as shows go on, it becomes easier because settings you go back to, you've already painted the picture if that makes sense so you already know like okay this goes in here this goes in here or do you try do you try to like change it up as it goes on it depends on the show like for side questing we never go to the same place again that might change but currently we never go to the same place again yeah so i'm always pulling like i'm always creating the environment from scratch for for light hearts we keep going at different times and when there's different people. So I haven't been able to like go to a previous episode and pull out the the ambiance from there. But I will repeat the door. The door in Light Hearts. Yeah. Um, the door wind chimes. Um, I get really tired of like building a different door open, door close. Yes. Uh, especially in episodes where people go in and out like six or eight times. And so I'll just make like four of them. And like I'll just have four different ones the first time and then just repeat it. Because no one's going to notice if the wind chimes sound the exact same. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's honestly, I think it's that kind of audible consistency that also many people enjoy as well, is the fact of, okay, I know what that, because like, audio drama to me is, is phenomenal, but also it is, it's kind of difficult because it does require you to have that mental what is going on who's going where like because uh when i my my first audio drama if you would call it that was the adventure zone and that was easy because they would just be like i walk in there okay cool but when it comes to more traditional ad like that was my problem with deviant was how do i show that they're going to a new place how do i show new scene happen what happened <laughs> i like people People like to shit on narration, but like for side questing, I specifically built narration in there so that I could have 
like bridges between scenes or like there's so much traveling in side questing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of inherent in the show. And honestly, it's just really boring to listen to like someone walking for 10 seconds. And also, it's a pain in the ass to sound design that footsteps are my nemesis. Yeah. Um, so what I did is I have narration to like bridge scenes and be like, okay, I'm walking here. This is what it looks like. This is how I feel. And then you like kind of dive into the scene. But like with Lighthearts, there's no narration. And it's so hard to know where people <laughs> right? are. Right. <laughs> you can only pan things so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like oh, I, God, like, and honestly, the problem is, like, if I don't know how you would do narration with lie arts, because for side questing, it really does benefit the show, because in a way, I don't know why letters to penthouse is the first reference point I'm coming up with, <laughs> but it does feel like, the, like, we're we're reading letters of this, this adventurer's tales, like, of everything that's happened to them, so that, like, it's a, it's, it's not narration for the sake of narration. Like, it, it fits in really well. Like uh, It's very intentionally first person. Yeah, like, same with um, uh, Seen and Not Heard, which I know we, we keep going back, but I love Seen and Not Heard. But, like... Yes, the narration in that is so good, too. Oh, it's, like, the first episode I listened to, I immediately messaged Caro and was like, you were watching the hell out of Fleabag when you wrote this, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and Carol's like, shut up. Uh, but yeah, like, it, it fits well there, too, because the whole show is all about Bet's experience. It's all about that. So it's important to hear what's going on in Bet's head. Meanwhile, with, like, Lighthearts and Deviant, there's so not. there's so <laughs> many other things going on that it's like, I, I couldn't have Dane narrate it, because Dane is not going to know what's going on everywhere else. <laughs> Dane barely knows what's going on in front of him. Yeah, D Dane would be probably, like, picture book unreliable narrator. <laughs> oh, well, I did play with that, like, season finale where he's forced to tell the story of his final battle, and he's just like... Ooh. He's like, uh, it was like Star Wars Episode Three. what can I tell you? I kicked his ass, I had the high ground. <laughs> I feel like, like with Lighthearts, because Caro uh, and Evan know how to write for sound, yeah. like it makes it really easy for me because they they know like what you can what you can show without narration, and so they don't have these like very complicated sequence of like someone walks over here and does this thing that you only hear in sound. Yeah. And, like... They're not, like, someone walks in, jingling their keys exceptionally loud while a cat runs by, and also a Mack truck <laughs> crashes into a bridge. Yeah, like, the, the problem with framing devices is that sometimes people don't talk about what they're doing, and sometimes what they're doing is not distinctive sound-wise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Like, I've seen scripts where it's like, ah, oh, they pick up a mirror, and I'm like... Okay, we can we can show them picking up an object, but there's no way to audibly like let people know this is a mirror that has been picked up. Now you could put in like a very nice 
Shing. <laughs> like showing the- That could be a knife, Scotty. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know, I talk a lot. Okay, maybe not that much. I think I talk a lot like on Twitter and Discord about like, you got to write for sound. And it's like shit like that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> got it. You got to know what you can show with your shing. <laughs> <laughs> like with me, I-, I was very blessed to be doing sound design for my own script. So like, I literally just wrote like spaceship battle happens. All right. We're going <laughs> to figure out what that means when we get to editing. Oh, that's such a mood. Right. <laughs> Just like you, you figure it out. Like wh- when I write SFX for for myself, primarily for side questing, I'll like instead of being like, "Oh, they move a bucket to catch the rainwater," I'm like, "Walking sounds, bucket being picked up, bucket being set down, dripping noise changes to dripping in bucket sounds." Like I'll break it down so that when I sit down to do the sound design, I'm like, "Oh, this is what I meant." Yeah. But every now and then, I have to apologize to myself. When I'm writing. Just like, I'm sorry, but you're about to have to do a lot of shit in the future on this. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I read someone climbing down out of a tree and I was like, oh, why did I do this? <laughs> Gonna have to go outside with a microphone and climb a tree. Ugh. There's no good trees around here to climb. <laughs> yeah, because you're like SoCal based. So it's like, I don't I don't think I can call out, like climb out of a palm tree and get exactly the vibe I'm going for. Yeah, I just layered a bunch of bush noises. It worked out. (laughs) So do you, because this is something that I've heard other people do, do you record any Foley or is it completely going off the internet? Oh, I record a lot of Foley. Like Uh. if it's a sound that I can record, I will because I can make it exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, So for, for side questing, I can't always do that. Um, Because sometimes I need, like, a carriage or, like, a gate closing. Um, But for, like, light hearts, like, people handing pastries or setting drinks down or stirring or, like, taking a sip, like, I'll I'll come in my closet with, like, a glass of, like, a wine glass with water in it, Uh, (laughs) I should specify. And, like, a bowl and a spoon and, like, stir things and, like, make all the noises. Be honest, this is just your excuse to get a croissant and wine and just have you a good time in the recording booth. Oh, one time I did absolutely go buy myself a chocolate muffin from the bagel shop um, (laughs) because they give it to you in this nice brown bag. And I was like, this is this is a sound I want. So I like passed the muffin to myself a couple times in front of my microphone and then I ate it and it was good. Just munched. Yeah, it was... It was shocking. One day, I think it was me and Caro were just talking about, like, God, I hate trying to find Foley for footsteps. And then that's what I was like. Yeah, most people on the Deviant just levitate. And then you you just <laughs> you just pimped in there and was like, hey, y'all want some footsteps? Like a drug dealer. You were just like. <laughs> I have done this multiple times when people are like, I don't have this sound. And I'm like, do you want do you want this sound? Y'all want any y'all want any Foley work? What are you buying? <laughs> and then I get the world. Then I get the world's largest email, just full of folly, and I'm like, I don't have to look up anything ever again. I got so fed up with Free Sounds footsteps that I just gave in and like bought a couple packs of like outdoor and then I think tile footsteps. Yeah. And now I just use those or modify them. Um. 
and it it saved me a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. And like with me, I've used the exact same metal footstep sound that I'm probably just going to put in the episode, like because people will hear it and go, "Oh, I know exactly where <laughs> I heard that." But yeah, I use that exact same metal footstep sound, and it's actually fairly good because it's not clomp 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 because that's not how footsteps are like one step will be heavier one's a little lighter like i like it but it is the exact same one i use every time you can you can get away with repeating footsteps because a lot of the time people aren't listening to the footsteps they're just like oh yes person walking uh so i i do so many so many tricks for footsteps of like Starting from a different spot in the track, so the beginning yes! doesn't sound the same, but like the middle's absolutely the same. Same. Or like s- slowing it down a little bit, or up a little bit, or if like the person walking is a little bit lighter. Like I did footsteps for like a kid, so I like pitched it up just a little bit, so it would sound lighter. I never thought about pitching it up, but yeah, that would just make it sound. Because for me, I would just have thought to lower the volume. But yeah, no, that's right. You, like that just makes it seem like they're further away, whereas pitching it up makes it seem like they're lighter. Yeah, so I've like the same the same footstep tracks, like a you know a handful of different ones. This is um, now and t- I'll I'll do all these tricks. Yeah, this is now <laughs> just an audio engineering class that you're putting out. <laughs> yeah, I should uh, I should start charging you for this consultation. No, no, no I'm no, kidding. I wouldn't do it. that. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. Oh gosh, I wish. Right. No, I just love talking about sound design. I get really excited about it. So like you've listened to Deviant. What mistakes have I made? Put me on blast. Put me on blast right now. I don't like I don't know. I don't I don't keep a list of like, oh yes, the show made these mistakes. Like sometimes <laughs> when I'm listening, I'll notice something and I'll be like, Oh, I would have done that differently. But yeah. like I don't have a list of mistakes for you, my dude. Yes! That means it's a perfect show with no errors. I mean, I feel like, what what is a perfect show? Like, everyone has don't, a different idea like of this. what makes a don't show perfect. Don't be like this. Don't do this to me now. <laughs> I think it's a great show. I think it achieves what you want it to achieve. I, and it's super fun to listen to. It's just a rock and roll 80s Star Wars. Yeah. It is the antithesis to relativity, because, like, I, I, I went out to dinner with uh, Lee Shackelford, the showrunner on Relativity, one night, and uh, he was telling me, like, yeah, we're, we're about to reach the fifth season, which is going to be the end, and I was like, oh, no, and then later he was like, by the way, it's going to be, like, five billion episodes long. Oh, okay. Oof. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I was talking to him, and then I realized, oh, no, something's going to have to come after relativity and i said well why don't i throw out my so i told him about deviant and that was when it was very early in the stages that was where it was a whole lot more about like space piracy and stuff like that and he was like just do it and then i uh i got the first episode cast and done and everything in one month which was not a good idea Woo. yeah <laughs> ambitious well, it was because Podcast Movement does, like, that 28-day start-your-podcast thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is great So you to start, like, your... It, well, it's great to start your bad movie podcast on that. It's not great to try to start an episodic audio drama set in space. Yeah, I love Podcast Movement, 
but I wish there was more podcast movement that was audio drama focused. And I know they're working on it. Yeah. Before anyone goes to at me on Twitter. I know they're working on it and it's good. Podca- but I want more. Podcast movement coming straight for you. Jared's going to personally message you and take you I'll down. I'll fight podcast movement. All no, I it. won't. <laughs> I love podcast. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it next weekend? Isn't there podcast movement next, yeah, next weekend? Yeah. Uh, uh, podcast yeah podcast movement virtual is is next weekend and i was like uh no i i am not about to spend the money for this because for me i did not spend the money i just kept my ticket <laughs> for me podcast movement's great but like the 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 talks are okay but it's really getting to meet all the people it's really yeah last year it was really the free free beer and puppies that was kind of why i was there and i was like i don't have to spend money if it's virtual i can just get free puppies and beer here mm-hmm. wait how are you getting the free puppies are you doing puppy theft maybe maybe don't well theft is a tough word i prefer puppy heist that really ups it all right new audio drama idea puppy heist oh that would be fun. I'm trying to... You should... Okay, you should save that for your um, gotcha pod. Gotcha, gotcha pod. I cannot pronounce that. I'm sorry. I still have gotcha pod, like... I don't know when it's going to come out, but I've just got so many bad ideas that I just need to get out of my big, dumb brain. Uh, honestly, I've already come up with, like, three ideas during the show. One of them was, like... Do you remember the old, uh, the old Daffy Duck cartoon? Where the an like he's I never watched it. No. Okay. Well, there was an there was an episode where the animators started getting fed up with Daffy and started messing with him. So he painted him as like weird creatures and did stuff like that. I want to do that, but I want it to be you sound designing an episode and getting frustrated with the actors. <laughs> it's like suddenly everyone is levitating. Yeah. No more footsteps. Everyone's in space now. You're welcome. <laughs> okay but actually please do this that sounds really good (laughs) you just like have a a soundboard prepped with a bunch of sound effects loaded onto it and then we have to it's an improv show based around sound design and we just have to go with whatever you throw out (laughs) oh that would be so fun it's such a bad idea but it would be so fun right like it would only be like 15 minute episodes of just us having to deal with with tal which would be the name of it dealing with tal (laughs) (laughs) oh man any other okay we've talked enough about audio engineering where what else would you like to talk about i'm a terrible interviewer so i'm just gonna be like what you want to talk about dog let's go oh oh putting me on the spot i don't know well like i didn't i didn't come with come with topics you're like i didn't come to the interview with questions for myself (laughs) uh well voice acting who because i know you're the lead in side questing and i'm so sorry i keep forgetting their name um but i know you that's okay them you're in your kale and light hearts Mm-hmm. which I only know because it is in the Discord names across the top. I'm so bad with names. That, that is true. <laughs> I'm also bad with names. I can't even fault you. Yeah. 
Uh, but I was surprised I remembered Bet, but I think it's just because I remembered seeing it earlier on the uh, on the scene and not heard uh, like Twitter. But uh, where what else have you done, like voice acting wise? Um, I've done a lot of like one off, like pop into an episode to be a character. Yeah, um, I did that for In Between. Um, I did that for Inkworm, um, Pilgrimage Saga. Take the mass pike. I'm I'm picturing my website here and trying to remember. <laughs> um, and then there's there's a couple shows where I I show up multiple times. Um, recently, I'm in the path down, Ooh. Um, which is Leslie Gideon's show, and it's very good. Um, I am in circles. I um, actually play a lead in that one, which is a very scary show. Um, but I got to do a lot of like dramatic acting, which I don't usually get to do because I intentionally make two very lighthearted shows where things don't go wrong, really. Yeah. Um, like, and then I, I, I also play. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, I because I, I'm inherently a, a somewhat funny person, which means in my uh growing up as a caucasian male ma- uh, brain it means that i grew up loud um but i love playing serious but i always kind of get the more goofy roles like i was on oz 9 and they were just like you were just gonna be a loud obnoxious weird guard <laughs> and i'm like i can do that yeah like i usually get cast in like pretty pretty nice roles um but i love playing asshole characters yes and I love, like, being angry and crying and screaming for voice acting. It's very fun. I, I don't get to do it a lot. It's so <laughs> fun. Like, I, um, what's bad is, uh, in Sammy Magic, which is inherently a dumb, stupid show, I've done, like, numerous dramatic scenes, but it's also improv, so I'm not prepared for them to happen. And then it just happens, and I'm like, why am I, why are my eyes leaking? Oh, no! Uh, what was the final show you were saying? Because I oh, interrupted you, because I'm the worst. Is is Coral from Deconstructive Criticism, which is a cute little, like, sitcom show about two dysfunctional parents and their non-binary child, which I play. I love playing non-binary characters. It's so fun. I'm actually, I, I got cast in something that I'm not going to say, but it is a non-binary character. And I can't remember if you were part of this conversation or not, but they... The, uh, I think, I, I know the show, regardless of if I was part of the conversation. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, they, uh, they were like, there's, um, there's not many masked non-binary characters. And they just popped in and said, I've got one and I need it to be cast. And then they cast me that night and I said, you know this character? They were like, this character is just non-binary Magnus Burnsides. And they said, just take that and run with it because it's perfect. And I went, yes! Get to be Magnus, yeah. Which is one step away from my ultimate goal. I do. I'm. I'm tempted to start my own. The McElroys will be in Trolls too, but Scotty Moore will be in the Adventure Zone animated series. Cause I just, <laughs> I just want to be Taco. It's my. Fa- he's my favorite character, and I just really want to play that beautiful dumb wizard. Oh, damn, that's good. Well, I wish you luck. Thank you. Oh, you've gotten to you got to work with one of them ding dang boys. Yeah, Clint McElroy's in side questing. 
Which means that I'm one degree of separation away from the McElroys now, which makes me happy. Yeah, you're in the same show as Clint McElroy. Did you get to, so like, was it just him sending over lines or, because now I'm just intrigued. Um, oh, we did, we did a live recording. We both hopped on a Zoom call and did like two or three passes. And then he sent me his side of. That's nice. What? what he recorded so that I wouldn't have to use the Zoom audio because that's really bad quality. He's, um, and then I cut it together. He's such a nice, nice dad. Yes, I, he is. Gosh, he's he's so good. I met him at a PodCon and basically, like, you know, the McElroys, like the brothers were all doing meet and greets. Clint wasn't. So Clint was just walking around, hanging out. And at one point... <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, go ahead. At one point, he was just like in the foyer taking pictures of the people. And so I was like, well, I'm getting in on this. So I went to meet him (laughs) and my phone was cracked at the time, like really, really bad. But I couldn't afford a new one. And so I said, be careful with my phone because I don't want you to like cut your fingers or anything on it because the glass is broken. And Clint just looks at it like, son, you got to get you a new phone. Son, come on now. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, thank you, dad. I got to meet Clint at PodCon 2. Yeah. Like, the second PodCon, not PodCon, comma, as well. Oh, no, I w- that was uh, that was 2 was the one I was at. Wait, were we at the oh, same pod? Oh, we were both at PodCon! Wait, were we in the same... Hold on. Were we in the same line? I'm about to go research this while I do this, though. What is... No, uh, I, I didn't meet him in the foyer. He was standing by the green room entrance, and I just kind of walked up. It was like... Hey, I really like what you do. Can I get a picture? And then we got a picture. Okay, so you weren't you weren't in the epic line. <laughs> no, there was there was no there was no line. I was just wandering about. Well, um, I met so many people in front of the door to the green room. Like I met Roman Mars there. I met Helen Zaltzman. Um, I ran into Justin McElroy like in the hallway when I was late to a panel. He is the one brethren I have yet to be in the presence of. Because I've met Travis, I've met Clint, and then at PodCon 2, at one point, someone was, I I heard the voice of Griffin, I turn around, I see him, and basically someone was like, hey man, I love your work, and he goes, thanks man, and then I was frozen, statue-like in place, just (laughs) staring and watching, because I knew we had to get somewhere, so I didn't want to be that guy. Just being like, hey, yeah. you're cool. He's like, I know. Like, So I just kind of watched him ascend into the heavens. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't meet Travis. I like saw him across the room a couple times. Yeah. Um, I think I like very briefly passed Griffin. That was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, PodCon was so fun because there was just like everyone kind of mixing in the hallways. So you could like go to a panel with people who you really admired were, like, talking about stuff or answering questions. And then, like, half the time you could go up and talk to them after the panel or, like, would meet them in the hallway. And it was, I don't know, it was just so cool. I loved that. That's actually where I met, um, that's where I met Mike Schubert of Potterless. And then that's how we got him on Fun Fiction. Like, I I walked up to him after a panel and was just like, hey, you said you got into uh, Universal Studios for free, and then he laughed it off, and then we talked for a few, and I said, hey, I do a show with, like, Harry Potter stuff. Would you like to come on? And he goes, yeah! So, yeah, no, it... Nice! Like, PodCon, for me, was... I came in as a creator, and I wasn't... And also a non-audio drama at the time creator, so I wasn't 
like most of the panels weren't really for me, but as a fan, it was insane. It was mm-hmm. great as a fan. I'm so I'm so sad that there's not going to be another podcon. Yeah, it was so nice. It was such a good time. Like I also I didn't in the moment, but I loved Seattle. Like I was having a rough weekend, but like out of context, Seattle was really fun. Yeah, I loved being there. All right. Now, now we got we got to end with actual interview questions, which is Okay. Is, hit me. Do we have a like is it is it too early to talk about someone dies in this elevator cuz we do need to be promoting the new shows of fanciness. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll talk about it. It it might be too early. You're like, but I don't care. Yeah, I mean, so for someone dies in the elevator, we're doing all the production before we uh release the show. So by the time we uh release the crowdfunding campaign, we're going to have everything like fully sound design mastered, um transcripts, all of that. Um, so I'm like knees deep in someone dies in this elevator right now. And it's not airing till the summer. Like we don't have a set release date yet, except like July question mark. Um, but it is a um, anthology show where every episode has a different writer, different characters, different story. Um, but in every episode, there is an elevator and someone dies in it. Um and so I just kind of gave that gave that as instructions to the various writers. Yeah. Um I had to had to answer some questions about like yes, they have to literally die. Like Yes, in the elevator. Yes, in the elevator. Does it have to be the elevator car? Mm, no, not really. I mean, you would just call any part of the elevator the elevator. Um And then like does it have to be a person? No, it just has to be living so that someone can die. I don't like that. I don't like where that's going to get to. I don't think we have any very creative interpretations of who dies this season, but I'm pretty sure we will next season. Um, I just despite the prompt, not all the episodes are sad. Like we have some super duper tragic ones and then some like pretty, pretty chill ones. A couple of them are very satisfying. Um I wrote a happy episode <laughs> where someone dies in the elevator. Someone does die. Well, just to, they like, do. when you what you said, well, it doesn't have to be a person as long as it's a living thing. I'm like, if someone made a dog die in an elevator, I will leave the show now. I will not have a dog die in this elevator. No one. No one has suggested this for the first or second season. OK, good. I have, I have an idea for how to do this, but I already are. Not specifically a dog. I have an idea for someone dying who is not a human person. But I already wrote a script for the second season, and I need to hold off on writing anymore is for it, this show. <laughs> is it? Hold on. Is it a... Can I guess? Or do you not want to spoil it? I mean, you are in the channel where I posted the script, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, but that implies I... No, look, if there's a Discord with more than five active people on it, I am immediately terrified and run away. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, and unless somebody's like, specifically, Hey, Scotty, we need you. <laughs> I'm not going back. Is it a... Is it a... Uh, is it a current living... and Like, a, a, a... Is it a fictional beast? For for my idea yeah. that I haven't written yet, no, it's not. <gasps> what? 
So it's a real thing that I could go out and pet? Um, if you... <clears throat> uh, my script for the second season, it's still a person who dies. Um, but I, I really like playing with the definition of dying and what that means. Oh. So both, both scripts, season one and season two, are very different. But they definitely kind of play with, like, what counts as dying. That's the part I'm interested in. Everyone's interested in the, like, who it is. I'm like, well, what's what's death? Which is kind of morbid. Um, yeah. Does it... Love love ending on super, super morbid notes. Is it a fun... Um, is, it, is it a zombo? Can it be a zombo? Is it a zombo? Is this Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want the, me to... The, you, my second script is a zombie script. Do you want me to cut That's that? That's all I'm going to say about it, though. Okay, I'm not going to leave it. I'll leave it in then. Because <laughs> for me, I was immediately like... The first I got, one isn't zombies. I was like, I'll figure out how to kill someone in an elevator, but I want it to be... Like, I'll figure out how to kill a dog, but it's a werewolf. Because I want to... I just think the next season's going to be real buck wild, because now it's like, let's break everything. Yeah, there's so many ways to just take the prompt or break the prompt or go wild with it. Like... I feel like on on first glance, it's like, oh, someone dies in this elevator. Okay, that sounds really boring. But, like, having now read, like, 12 scripts, read or written 12 scripts, there's so many different interpretations. And we, like, haven't even scratched the surface yet. Um, so I think it's going to be a really, really good show. Like, I love, I love the writers and the actors and the people doing sound design are super good. And, like, it's going to be a really good show. And I hope people support our crowdfunding campaign when it comes out because i really want to pay people what they're worth um well you do have to save that four hundred dollars a month for uh for your sound design and your music and your gosh i wish i was making 400 a month on patreon for someone dies in this elevator we would be so good But who knows? Apparently you can't pay your voice actors, even if you make that much on Patreon. <laughs> it all go to music. Yeah, it all goes to music and hosting and website. <laughs> I'm still salty. <laughs> right? I, it, it, makes, it makes me sad when people who have the means to, like, pay their cast and, like, make sure people are well compensated either, like, either, like, misuse the money in stuff they don't really need to pay for or, like, just pocket it and be like, oh, I wish I could pay you. I'm sorry. I I totally don't have the money as they're holding $400 bills behind their back. Just don't have it. like, I don't know. So many audio drama creators are, like, trying so hard to make pennies to, like, pay their cast. I don't know if you've talked to Caroline about this, but, like, what they do to... Like, get people any amount of money is, like... Oh, yeah. Frankly, very impressive, and I hate that they have to do that. And then there's these people with me who make so much money on Patreon, and they're like, sorry, voice actors, can't pay you. Like, my, thi- my thing is, I make, like, $15 a-, a month right now on Patreon.com slash a load of BS, where you can go support us and get access to exclusive content. And uh, over there... Great plug, great th- plug. Thank you. And... Despite that, I still know when, like, how much I am going to eventually pay people. Like, I know eventually, because, like, I've got weekly co-hosts, so I know how much they will be compensated down the road. I know how much I I would pay when I'm able to for Deviant. Like, I, I, before I even make the money, I know how much I 
that people are worth. There, there are ways to make audio drama when you can't pay people. But I think it's very important to like acknowledge that people have worth and that if you can support them, ideally monetarily, you should do that. Yeah. If not, just give them all the plugs and just be like, they're the best. They are gods among us. <laughs> but yeah, um, so support our shows. Period. So we can pay people. Exclamation point. Yeah, I just want to pay people. Yeah. Well, like I don't I don't make enough money on side questing to pay myself. But between Patreon and the Indiegogo I did, I make enough to pay actors and now guest writers, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. But one day maybe I will get to pay myself for my sound design or writing or acting, but it's such a it's it's too wholesome for me. I would guest write for side questing, but it then would just be like you've got a mission. Someone blew up the moon. You're gonna have to go fix it's not, that. It's not gonna work. You can't blow up any planets in side questing, Scotty. Well, though I'm I hate I didn't. The moon is not a planet or celestial bodies. I'll I'll amend the rule for for you. Um, really, you can't you can't blow up much. What if there- I think technically your your character in side questing does cause an explosion, which yeah. I now realize is pretty pretty apt. But it's like a let's distract the guards and blow up something inanimate. I mean, what if it's just like what if it's just like a side point, like just a random planet that just it, <laughs> no, and we don't talk about it. We don't really express anything. Like the planet doesn't even need a name. It's didn'ts. Uh- <laughs> I, I that, we can't blow up any planets, especially ones even those without in names. Need of names. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna make Evan so sad if you blow up a planet that needs a name. Yeah, listen to this planet needs a name is what we're saying. So it's very good. If if you wanted people to pay you and support you and and follow you and look at all your shows, where could they do that? Oh, um, well, I am on. Twitter. My my username is Starplanes, S-T-A-R-P-L-A-N-E-S, um, which is a good place to follow me because I'm always retweeting the stuff I'm working on. Um, but you can support SideQuesting at patreon.com slash SideQuesting. Um, all the shows I have also have their own accounts. Uh, SideQuesting Pod, S-D-I-T-E Pod, What Will Be Here, Lighthearts Pod. Those are all the Twitter usernames. Um, and then if you want to just find out more about my work and the shows I'm in or making or helping with for like writing or sound design, all of that's at talmanier.com. Um, so that's all my all my websites and Twitters. I'm at the limit for how many Twitter accounts I can have linked on my phone. So I can't make any more shows till I finish some of them. I think I'm past it because I think you can have what, five? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got... So it's it's me and the four shows I make right now. I had to, like, I have to pick and choose right now because it's me, Fight Boys, Fun Fiction, Deviant, the main BS channel, and then I think I have a... Oh, Opposite Attractions has one, so, like, it's <laughs> it's gone way beyond my limit. I just have to pick and choose, like, I'll be more active on these, I guess. Mm-hmm. And don't you also, you do, we joked about it, but you do do consulting for sound design now, too, don't you? Yeah, I do consulting for sound design, and the information is on my website, including my rates. I love talking about sound design. 
Mm-hmm. And I love answering questions. And this was just a preview of Tal's Masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come pay me. I'll tell you more. It'll be great. And you can uh, find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. I just got like a social media manager app, which means now I can schedule out my random screams into the ether. And that's where you also... Hey! That's where you're going to get updates on all of my shows because I realized that I have so many more followers than all of my other accounts combined. So that's where you get updates on all of the different programs. But if you just want to follow them or check them out, you can find them at a load of pure BS.com and support us as well on patreon.com slash a load of BS. It gets you access to tons of exclusive content and the BS network discord where we've been doing a lot of fun shit. We went to Disney world the other day. We're watching <laughs> wrestling. We watched the haunted mansion movie and reveled in just how bad it is. And you get access to, it at patreon.com slash a load of bs and tell your final this is your final words before i blow you blow up your planet no yep this is this is the last thing you have to say before i do it don't blow up my planet scotty okay i need it okay fine those are my final words <laughs> yay and then it just still blows up anyways like well that was it i really i really wanged it on that one <laughs> 